Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome in here on this Monday afternoon. Uh, coming up, we're learning more about what's going to go in that area around the new Ferris wheel that some of you are determined to hate. So we'll uh, we'll talk more about that coming up here in a couple of minutes. It just, I just think it's hilarious. Um, but I wanted to talk about this story first out of Death Valley National Park. And we'll get to these stories out of United. How big of a tarantula has to be crawling across the road for it to cause a two-vehicle wreck? <laughs> because the driver of the camper van that sees it swerves to avoid it. All right. Uh, I guess my question would be more along the lines of why would you swerve to avoid it? Run it over. I mean, it, <laughs> yes. it's a tarantula. It's that's not the kind of thing you're going to hit with your car and it's going to cause damage to the car. It's a spider. So this happened uh, over the weekend on California 190. This is in Death Valley National Park. Travelers from Switzerland were in a rented camper van. They were in front. Behind them was a 24-year-old motorcyclist from Canada. Again, we don't know how big the tarantula was, <laughs> but it was big enough that the driver of the camper van slammed on the brakes to avoid a tarantula in the road. The motorcyclist behind them didn't see the tarantula, didn't understand why they would be braking, and and ran into the back of the camper van and was seriously hurt. Yeah, they had to take him off to the hospital uh, right right after this happened. The park staff took him off for medical treatment in Pahrump, Nevada. So they, yeah, that happened. Uh, by the way, they were kind enough to tell us that the spider crawled away unhurt, according to the park service. Uh, I they, bet. They ask other drivers to please be careful. Superintendent Mike Reynolds, who was the first Park Service employee on scene, said, our roads still have gravel patches due to flood damage. Remember all that flood uh, flooding that hit Death Valley? Wildlife of all sizes are out. And then they point out, yes, tarantulas are slow moving and non-aggressive. Uh-huh. And they squish really easily. Um, I mean, it might be gross, but still, maybe they were nature lovers and they just couldn't handle the idea of killing one of nature's creatures. But trust me, if it's a tarantula, if it's if it's a question of the tarantula or my car, uh, the tarantula is not going to make it through that one. It also just makes me think these were travelers from Switzerland. Are they just not used to seeing Tarant do we do they not have tarantulas there? Yeah, that they're just they that, like they did not they didn't know what it was. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think there's a lot of tarantulas in Switzerland. So yeah, maybe maybe they were afraid of it. But yeah, uh, as far as how big do they get? I know there's one 
variety of tarantula that can grow up to a foot, leg to leg, like across the. Yeah, I'm sorry. Say that to me again. They, they get up to a foot. In in like width from if you're looking at I guess what we, with birds they would call wingspan like leg sure. span on a tarantula can get up to a foot but not all tarantulas get anywhere near that big and I think that one lives in South America so unless it came in on a banana shipment or something like that it probably wasn't that big. Okay, my laptop is eleven by fourteen. Yep, that yep. I'm looking at right now. So it would go across that. Where'd you say they are? Not anywhere close to here? No. I, I, okay. South America comes to mind, and I think there's a really big tarantula also that lives in the coconut trees in Hawaii. I also just assume, even though they just had flooding in Death Valley, it's a big desert. Yeah. They have weird creatures in the desert to be prepared for all the time. Like, that's where scorpions would live. Mm-hmm. That and, you should be prepared to see. And likely do. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I still don't understand okay. swerving for that, but hey, they did. And, and luckily, the tarantula made it. Motorcyclist, <laughs> not in great shape. He will live to cause more car accidents. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, uh, moving on here. So United Airlines has started uh, a new boarding process that they are calling Wilma for short. Windows middle aisle. So that the people who are on the windows of the airplane board first. Then the people in the middle seats, then the people on the aisle. So that if you board a plane and the person sitting on the aisle is already seated and you're on the window, you don't have to have this whole awkward thing of either you have to somehow squeeze past the knees of the person in the aisle to get to the window seat, or they have to like get out in the aisle and you're holding up traffic. It seemed like a brilliant idea for most of us. Of course, there are people that are whining about it. And the people that are complaining about it, and this is my favorite complaint about it is, um, this was out of Fox Business, said it's an inconvenience for people who might be paying more and still have to wait longer to board to seat window passengers first. Cry me a river. So what you paid more? Oh, yeah. So oh. the people who paid more for the aisle seat are mad that they have to wait longer to board now. How dare we inconvenience you? <laughs> because you wanted to sit in your seat on what, the airplane longer? Yeah, well, what's what's more convenient? Getting to your seat first and then having to have two other people crawl over you or constantly have to keep getting up and sitting back down and getting up and sitting back down or just waiting your turn? I would be thrilled at that. I would say, great. Everybody else, two-thirds of the airplane gets to board first. In the meantime, I get to finish my drink or whatever. Yes. And I'll board last. That's great. Exactly. The, the only argument that I saw in this that made any sense at all, and it seems like this would be a really easy patch to put into the system, is parents who are flying with little kids. I saw that, yeah. Because if one of you is sitting in the window seat and you want the kid sitting next to you in the in the middle seat, or vice versa, if the kid wants to sit in the window seat and you want to sit in the middle seat, then one of you is boarding way before the other one does. But, I mean, it seems like all you would have to do is patch the system a little bit because if you're a parent, if, if it's a window seat and middle seat problem and you're a parent with a small child, then you go with that child because you, you know that the two of you are going to be sitting right next to each other. You're not inconveniencing anybody or gumming up the works. My understanding is that they still do family boarding first. Oh, and okay. so in that, theory, you would go in that family boarding group. Yes. And I don't know how old that goes, but you could probably make the argument to them. If it, it's it, my kid and I in the window in middle. Sure. But, but if it gets to the point where the kid is 13, you can be separated for five minutes. Right. Right. Even if they're six or seven. I mean, they're, they're going to be okay there for a minute. Yeah. Okay. Texter said they're mad because, and I didn't think about this, 
it's because you are paying more. Usually window and aisle pay more though, but it's overhead bin space that they're mad about that you paid more for an aisle seat. Well, that doesn't guarantee you overhead bin space. When you pay more for an, for a seat, you're not paying. That doesn't guarantee you overhead bin space. That's just for the seat and like the level of recline in your, in your seat. Too bad. <laughs> I say. So there, that. that's the argument. Too bad. Just suck it up. Um, yeah. And I'm somebody that will pay more because I like to be on the window, particularly on a longer flight. I'll, I'll pay more for window or aisle, but I also like the people that annoy me are the people that have a bag that is small enough to fit under the seat in front of them, but take up overhead bin space with yes. it. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is if you're going to use the overhead bin, put the bag up on its side, please. Yes. Put the bag up on it. Say, I, the people who lay them flat and take mm-hmm. up half the bit. What are you doing? Come on. Laziness. It's just lazy. Yeah. So then I have to come along and fix everybody else's bag mm-hmm. so that I can get mine into the same bin. Oh, yeah. People, come on. It's like the people that put their jackets up there. Yeah. No, that's not what that is for. And it's it's so flight attendants can do it. But then that just takes more time if flight attendants have to come through and rearrange it so that we can fit more bags up there. That's that's one of the downsides of of Southwest is that or and that's depending on whether you pay for your luggage is that if you they'll more people just bring carry on bags. Sure. Well, and, and somebody else just said on the text line, you're missing the point of luggage. If you board later, it's harder to have a place for luggage. Well, fine. Then don't get a, an aisle seat. Yeah. Get a window seat then. Yeah. I mean, if, if that's the big holdup, if that's what's important to you, it's all about priorities, gang. <laughs> mm-hmm. If that's what's important to you is I want to make sure I have bin space, get a window seat. You'll have bin space. Now, what will be interesting, and I I don't, I, I'm not on United sites very often, but what will be interesting is how much more is United charging for the window seats versus the aisle seats, also knowing that, though, that you're going to run out of bin space faster. Yes, that you're going to want to board first and you're going to want to have the bin space and all of that. What's that worth to you? Because yeah. that's what airlines, yeah, that's the study they do on any change they ever make is, oh, yeah, what's it worth to you? Yeah, I could play around with that a little bit during the break here. But if you've done this already and phone lines are ringing, 913-586-7798, or if this genuinely will make a difference in what seat you get, are you more likely to get the window seat now so that you can board first even if it costs more? What a game for, for United to play. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I wonder how successful it's been for them getting people on and efficiently getting the plane off the ground versus how much they've had to deal with with people whining about it. How much time is it saving them? Yeah. Yeah, is a, is a good question. And how much more do those window seats cost? Hmm. Because some people, you're a taller person, you probably like the aisle more because there's I more do. room for legs there. So... Do you care if you're bored? Like, what if um, there's no bin space for you then? I, then Do I deal care? with it? No, not really. Yeah. I mean, even if I have to – see, I also am the person who – I don't understand why people stand up as soon as the seatbelt light goes oh. off. It's like, guys, it's going to be 20 minutes. Just yeah. chill out. So, uh, yeah, I, I will sit there and wait until everybody in front of me is gone. Um, or, you know, they wait until a reasonable like length of, of people are still there in front of me, uh, j- just to get my bag down or whatever. But if I have to put my bag back farther, mm-hmm. uh, okay, then I'll do that. You know, it's not a big deal. I'll even wait out everybody else getting off the plane and then go back and get my bag. So I don't annoy anybody. 
So that's the thing. It's the people that the, the annoying people are the ones that have to put their bag way in the back and sit further up because then they want to go back and get their, wow, is that a mess? Yeah. They want to go back and get their bag before the back of the plane has gotten off the flight. No, if I do that, I'll wait. You know, that, and, and that's the thing. That 10 minutes is not mm-hmm. going to make or break my vacation. Unless you're trying to hit a connection. Yeah. Then I get it. Yeah, then I get it. That, that would be the only thing. Yeah, I try to make sure my layovers are at least an hour because I've been to Atlanta Airport before, and oh. I know <laughs> I know how far away you can be. Especially these days, nothing makes sense from before. Big time. Let's uh, go to the phones here real quick and bring in Kathy, who's in Grain Valley. Hi, Kathy. Hello. What do you Hi. think? Hello. Hi. Um, I just, I and I know you asked for for patient or. For, for uh, writers to be more patient, I would ask for you two to be maybe a little more patient. Not everybody flies maybe as much as you do. Some people fly maybe once a year, don't know all the ins and outs of everything. Uh, putting your bag on its side, I don't know about that. And I fly, probably fly once a year. Um, so just, you know, not assume that everybody flies frequently and with no all of that automatically. I actually probably don't fly any more than you do, Kathy, but yeah, point well taken. Um, I, I guess with, the th- and Kathy, thanks for the call. I, I think with the bag thing, with not, you know, with putting them up on their side rather than laying them flat, you know space is at a premium. It doesn't take yeah. a genius to f- piece that one together. You don't necessarily have to be a seasoned traveler to be able to look at the space and go, well, if I put it this way, it leaves a lot more space. And if I put it this way, it doesn't leave half that much. Usually they make the announcement that says this flight is booked solid bin space will be at a premium that's usually why they say if you can fit the bag under the seat in front of you do that because that takes up room that doesn't need to be i get it not everybody flies as much as we do but usually that airlines also know that that's why they try to make those announcements yeah yeah, I, and I know, I mean, this is, in, you know, Kathy's right about one thing. You're on planes, I think, a lot more than the average person, certainly a lot more than me. But if you fly at all, you start to grok this stuff pretty quickly. Uh, let's see. We can get one more call before we take a break here. Hello, Lenora. Hi there. I used to work for an airline, not in business anymore, but we loaded the aircraft for passengers from the back of the plane forward. Yep. So the last 10 yep. rows went first. And the flight attendants were there to make sure you did not put your luggage in the bins and not in the rows that you were assigned to get on the plane. It worked like a charm. I don't know why airlines don't do it now. Yeah, that's true, because if you do that, then it eliminates both problems. You don't have to worry about doing the window seat, middle seat, aisle seat thing, because it's there's only three people. You could work that out, <laughs> you know, right. uh, on your way back. Um, yeah, I, who? Uh, if, if, since they're not in business anymore, what was it, like Braniff or somebody? America West Airlines. America West, okay, yeah, a little newer than that. Um, yeah. yeah they, it was great. It was just a great setup, and, you know, I was in charge of baggage when I was at the gate. And if it didn't fit in the little baggage container, you did not take it on the plane. And I had someone who was a baseball person who insisted it would fit stuffed it in there, yeah. couldn't get it back out, and missed his flight. <laughs> and again, his fault. <laughs> now, did, did America West also have first class up in front? Yes, it did. Did they board before the people in the back? Or? Yes, they did. Oh, they did. Okay, so they got special privilege because they were spending a lot of money. Right. We also offered seat and a half for passengers of size. 
So passengers of size could get two seats but only pay for a seat and a half. I love it. Okay. Hmm, very so nice. It was Look a good deal. Yeah, I know. Well, unfortunately, they're not around anymore. But, uh, yeah, I kind of wish they were. Lenora, thank you. Thanks very much That's for the right. call. All right, we have to get to a break. A lot of you are weighing in. 913-586-7798. Back with more of your comments next on KMBZ. Talking about the new United Airlines boarding policy that they call Wilma. Window, middle, aisle. Not everybody's happy about it. No. And uh, so, yeah, if there's a, a better way, I still like that America West model we just heard about a little while ago, just boarding the plane from the back forward. But, uh, yeah, if, if there's uh, an item you want to share about this, by all means, check us out and give us a buzz. Uh, uh, 913-586-7798. We'll go to Mike in Topeka. Hi, Mike. Hey, guys. Um, so a quick little recap uh, for those who don't remember. Um, earlier this year, so I've never flown before um, until this past August. And in, I think, May and uh, April, I had called in on a couple of different topics um, that were airline and flight related. Yes. To kind of pick your brains about the do's and don'ts and what, you know, takes being a good passenger and, and all of that stuff. Um, and I think that is kind of the underlying thing there, uh, that that idea that do your research before you take a flight and figure out, you know, not just any flight, but specific to the airline that you're taking, what the procedures are so you know what to expect and how to load and whatnot. And one of them being the, the caller that talked about, you know, people who don't fly very much may not know to put their their bags on edge. Well, I've never flown before, and I knew to do that, not only because I did my research ahead of time, but when I was boarding the air, airplane, I saw the little pictograms that show how the baggage is supposed to be. And then also, I look and see everyone else's bag is on edge. I'm not going to lay mine down because that would be opposite of what everyone else is doing. So you sure. kind of go with the flow. Definitely, yeah, because you're probably flying with about 60 or 70% experienced flyers. So, right. yeah, that, that makes all the sense in the world. I, I don't know. You're asking a lot of people when you say pay attention to the signs, <laughs> though. Yeah, and just have a willingness to ask questions and do research ahead of time. True and, that. And to that note, I, I am curious, um, since, you know, I have only flown once, um, is is that the, the, the upper bin thing, is that like different per airline? Because on ours, we, we flew American Airlines, and each row had its own designated bin up, up ahead. So if you were in, let's say, row 26 seat F, you had a slot that was row 26 seat F, and you put your bag in that specific slot. Are all airlines not done that way? No. Uh, in fact, well, it, usually the ideal is there, but it's not really, you know, it's not labeled as such. Uh, yeah. You know, you okay. can kind of use whatever bin you want, but, uh, or whatever bin happens to be open at the time. It would be nice if they did. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like that would be a, a one way to help solve some of these issues. Yep. Absolutely. Mike, <laughs> thanks. Thanks, uh, thanks Mike. Yeah. The other thing they're doing, I know uh, they mentioned this on the flight, the last flight that I took is they were, uh, and I'm trying to remember what, it, oh, it was American, because I flew through Charlotte, so it's it's like the law. Um, <laughs> and, and they said they're uh, actually going through and having their planes refitted with bigger overhead bins, that they had figured out a way to do it in the same amount of space. I was just going to say, where did the space magically come from? Yeah. But that's, Probably okay. headroom would be my guess, but, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know. Yes, um, real quick, uh, here before we move on, Fox 4 had the story out. For those of you flying with children, if you are somehow trying to manage that situation of when is my kid most likely to throw a fit, math apparently has told us when that's most likely to happen. So they have a formula now that says children are most likely to have a tantrum 
27 minutes and 48 seconds into a flight <laughs> with each tantrum lasting an average of 15 minutes and six seconds. Wow. A long time. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, to have a kid go and squirrel like that on an airplane, I don't want to listen to some kid screaming for 15 minutes. Did you see? I don't know how to read the formula that's here, but it is actually a, a mathematical equation for how they got to that. Yeah, so they have variables that are S, B, H, and N, which are sleepiness, boredom, hunger, and noise. So they said uh, T equals 28 plus 37 times S divided by 10. Wow, that's that, that formula is unbelievable. I'm going to let you keep going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, basically they, they just took how sleepy your kid might get a half, you know, half an hour or so into the flight, how long that might take, how bored they're going to get, how hungry they might be, and how how much the noise is going to start to bother them. Curiously, the ear-popping thing didn't come up. Uh, with little babies, that's tough because you can't tell them yawn or you know do whatever to try to get your ears to clear, swallow. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're just saying that that time, based on that, for, boy, I don't know how they came up with all of those numbers to put in front of those variables, but just based on that formula, they said uh, for flights under... 129 minutes, which is what, like an hour and a half, a little more than that, two hours. Oh my, yeah, two hours. That's right. It would be 120 Mm -hmm. minutes. That that's when that half hour point is the real sticker. Yeah, they said if you can address all of those four main causes of the tantrum, then you can have a tantrum-free journey for flights of just over two hours. Yeah, because he can't. I mean, the sleepiness thing is going to be the toughest part of that to to manage, especially if it's an early morning flight, Mm -hmm. because. Trying to get a kid to sleep on a plane is you're shaking your head already. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a trial because of all of the other because of the noise and because it's weird and you can't move. And yeah, it's hard enough anyway. But if your flight is at a time where they're not used to sleeping or if they're not totally exhausted, right. it's going to be even worse. Especially so. if you're a kid like I was, you know, the, who I and I still am. I've, I've mentioned before, if something is if I'm in something that's moving, I can't sleep. I totally can. The airplane is the exception. Yeah. It's like the one time that I don't get motion sickness. So I would totally (laughs) sleep and have no problem whatsoever. It's just hard to get comfortable. Even as an adult. Yeah. It's just hard to put your head somewhere. So (laughs) that's your formula. uh, If that helps you at all. All right. We'll take a break. Coming up. uh, We have more detail now about what is going to open near the Ferris wheel. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. So we have now uh, what is going to become a new entertainment district uh, in Kansas City near Union Station. If you haven't driven that stretch of I-35 there by downtown yet and you haven't seen the Ferris wheel, again, I, I love the idea. I'm a fan. Let's put more let's put more stuff downtown. Absolutely. Right now, it still looks to me like they photoshopped a picture of a Ferris wheel <laughs> yeah, yeah, into the downtown skyline. It is not. Yeah, it's not surrounded by anything that makes it look like it's a part of downtown. Right, especially when you're just driving on the interstate like that and you can't see what's going on below it. It's just a weird, like it doesn't belong there. Yeah. But more is going to be going in around that area, as we now know. And I love this. I I mean, you sent this this morning and I thought, okay, I need to be imbued in, in this whole thing. I There is nothing that I like better, and I, I can't even tell you why. It's not like I was around a lot of it when I was a kid or anything like that, but the neon aesthetic is something mm-hmm. that I just love. I love neon signs. I love the way they look. I love old pictures of the Vegas Strip and old pictures of Los Angeles when it was all neon and all of that stuff. It, just the colors and even the thing, like the, they have now – the LED equivalent of that where mm-hmm. they, they put a like a string of LEDs behind frosted glass to try to make it look like an old neon sign, and it just doesn't. There's It's not quite there. It doesn't quite work. It's better than nothing, but real neon signs are just so cool, and that's what they're going to be putting in is this Lumi Neon Museum of all signs that were rescued and restored from here, which I think is a classic idea. Yeah, we've got a picture of some of what may go in the background, and I can't see all of them, but they've got, like, Casconis. Like, think about places that have been around here for a while, long enough that they would have had a neon sign with their name on it in their front window. Think, like, Boulevard. Think places like that. Um, We can see some of those, but they're going to have uh, at least 40 rescued signs in this walkable alley by the time the district opens and it's free and then they will add more and it's free yeah which is great the greatest part about it is they're not charging admission for this there's a foundation that's been set up to uh, like a 501c3 a nonprofit, to to go ahead and take care of the financing behind this so you and i will get to just walk through there and experience this all around us and what what i also think is great about this you mentioned casconi's there's another sign behind him that's for a radio and television repair business. It's a Zenith sign, and it says yeah, radio and TV underneath it. Now we're talking not only about an aesthetic that's largely gone, but we're talking about businesses that don't exist anymore, that used to have neon signs out front, you know? It's just such a great connection to the past. Um, So I'm just going to see what else this is going to include. Um, They think that number of 40 could eventually double uh, community members will be able to stroll through Neon Alley lined with bricks from Route 66 and read the stories behind each of the signs. Yeah. That's the cool part. 
I, the aesthetic is cool, but the history person in me loves knowing the stories of the businesses that you've got the signs for. Oh, for sure. And and what happened to the businesses? Did they just change the sign over time? Because the one thing about, uh, well, the one thing about neon signs, I think that we've all been learning lately, is they're difficult to maintain. Are they? Thank you, Western Auto oh, Building. What? Yes. Well, so there's that too. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about that one for yeah. a second. Uh, yeah. And now most of that is LED now, but still, I think it's the like the um, the rim around the arrow is still neon, I think. I know there's still neon involved in that, but yeah, most of it's been converted over. So yeah, they can be difficult to maintain. They're expensive. They're expensive to build. Yeah, somebody on the text line asked, uh, restored? Wow, what their restoration budget might be. I'm sure it's a lot of money because, uh, well, it depends on how badly they're damaged, right? If you've, if you've got a hole in the glass and the, and the neon's gone, that's going to be a lot more than just you know having flaking black paint in between the letters. This is going to be a dream for Instagram. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they wanted to, this is free marketing. I mean, it's not, it's not free to restore them, but this will be free marketing on Instagram. You've done Las Vegas before, right? Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you go to the, to the neon graveyard? I did not. I have. That's a place. I don't even know if you're allowed to go in. Um, but yeah, the, all the stuff that used to be out on the Vegas Strip when, you know, casinos would change hands or whatever would happen. They would just put all of the old neon signs in this one place. It was just kind of a dump. And they're all still there. I mean, signs from the 40s and 50s. And they're all still hanging around. They're just not lit up anymore. Yeah, I just think it's cool. I, and frankly, just the signs about all this. Like just, I've got the picture here of what the Penway Point sign is going to look like down yeah. there. Yeah, it looks a little strange now with just the Ferris wheel, but once they get the rest of this done, um, this barrel hall area that they're gonna put in, um, the Boulevard Brewery tap room, barbecue, Bull Creek Distillery, um, all kinds of things are gonna go in there. And what's funny about this is that all I heard about initially was a Ferris wheel. Yeah. I didn't hear about all the plans for a new entertainment district in Kansas City <laughs> hey. until a Ferris wheel started going up. Yeah, and, and no complaints, by the way. Zero complaints about that. Um, a little bit of inside baseball. We had some, I mentioned this on Friday. We had some friends coming in from St. Louis for the Pink concert. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were driving around. Uh, for, yeah, Friday. They came in Friday for the Saturday show. So they had nothing to do on Friday night. And I said, okay, well, let me show you the town a little bit. And sure. we, and we drove through your hood. We drove down on the plaza. And as we were driving through, uh, my buddy Tom said to me, he goes, you know, we don't have anything like this. You know, th- that just that idea of, of a you know, walkable place where there's, you know, nice restaurants and little curio shops and things like that. There isn't anything like that in St. Louis. So it, they were very impressed by everything that the city you know, power and light and everything that the city had to offer. Um, putting one more thing in like that is only ever going to help matters. So, I, yeah, it, it, to do it with a nod to the past like this, I think, is one of the best ways I can think of to do it. All right, so speaking of downtown, um, I didn't know that they were going to be doing this until I saw the city manager for Kansas City tweet this over the weekend, and then Channel 5 did a story. In terms of the sideshows that we still have problems with, uh, city crews are trying to make the intersection of Truman Road and Graham Boulevard right there. That's where a lot of those sideshows happen. They're trying to make that safer. They're trying to discourage the sideshows from happening there, and the way they're doing it is they've put in grooves in the road so that it's not attractive to run your wheels over those. Yeah. 
is so that you you can't if you spin out it's going to wreck your it's going to wreck your suspension uh, might wreck your tires but if you're just driving like you're supposed to you know if you're going with traffic you're going in the same direction so even if you ran over one of these you wouldn't feel anything they don't look very deep nope they don't have to be. Yeah, it looks like maybe they're an inch or two deep, something like that. They don't have okay. to be very deep at all. All they need to do is be annoying to try to spin donuts on. Is this and this is deep enough? You think? I hope so. You know oh, about yeah. cars. Oh, work? it should be. Yeah, yeah. Your tires are not going to go over that. If you're going sideways over that, you know, with your tire swinging sideways, that's going to, yeah, that's not going to be a pleasant experience for you or for your car. I hope it works. The other thing that um, we haven't talked about this in a bit, but wasn't it in California somewhere where they were going to try to do, um, or it might have been here, what they were calling the the pucks? Yes, like that stick up in the intersection. Big problem. Was that the same idea? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's the same idea. You're just trying to make it. Yeah, you're trying to make it bumpy when they Mm -hmm. when they try to do any kind of stunts over them. The problem with using the pucks is that uh, snowplows rip them up. Yeah, right. Yeah, and cause troubles for the snow plows too yep. and then i thought we talked about like rumble strips of some kind also going into intersections again same idea so that same you don't want to put your tires over them right and, and this is a little bit more permanent and probably a little bit more annoying but as we said if you're still if you're going with the direction of traffic um it shouldn't cause you any problems at all you shouldn't even know it was there hmm. all right uh we'll take a break here john there was a, a tv show that you and i were talking about earlier that might be getting a season two it might be false. It might be false. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm looking it up now. Um, we'll talk about this. We'll see if we can clear this up. Okay. And see if there is a season two of a show that again, it was like the first show that I really binged, maybe ever in a weekend, but it was a pandemic favorite of mine. Get to this coming up here in KMBZ. Will this work? Grooves in the intersection. Uh, they're not very deep, but maybe that's all it takes. Uh, in order to stop the sideshows happening downtown. Let's go to Paola where Joe is listening in. Hey, Joe. Uh, yeah, uh, it's Joel. But, oh, I'm sorry, Joel. Um, my, my thought is that uh, in the winter when you have water freeze in those grooves, it's going to expand. It's going to basically make massive potholes a lot quicker, I would think, unless they have some other precaution for that. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, yeah, free, freezing and thawing is one of the major causes of, of potholes in general. So, yeah, if you give it a little bit of space, maybe they're doing something with the way these things are shaped that would make the, you know, if it starts to freeze in there, the ice would just pop up. Yeah, that, that might work or, or heat them. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the other possibility. All right, uh, Joel, interesting. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, yeah, let me take a look at them again and see if uh, – Boy, yeah, if you get if you get ice freezing inside that cuz it does I mean it almost looks like a little ice cube tray. What would what would happen? Um maybe it's just that they're not deep enough for it to cause any problems like that. Or could you line them with something? Maybe. I this is where I know nothing about road construction to be able to tell you yeah. what what needs to go there. But I'm sure they thought of it. Especially, yeah, especially given the pothole problem that we have. <laughs> you give them more in credit the than I do. <laughs> I know, right? Because at least they did this. I mean, in, yeah. all the, in all the conversation over the last couple of years of the problems with the sideshows, they thought to do this. So, yeah, I give them credit for thinking it through a little bit. Maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. We'll see. Um, okay, so the Western Auto sign? Yeah. Still, again, problem? Again. 
Again, problem. Yeah, and, and somebody <laughs> uh, somebody on the text line earlier just kind of made a passing mention of this, that all of the rain that we've had over the last week, which has been just about every day for the last week, uh, couldn't have helped because you remember that's what they were saying caused the tea to go out in the first place mm-hmm. is standing water, getting into old conduit and zap. All of a sudden you got a short. Well, it looks like maybe that's what happened to the bottom half of the second E in Western Auto. Uh, the, it just, yeah, the bottom half of it just fritzed out. <laughs> this was on Kansas City Reddit. Somebody that posted the picture said, maybe they'll show it on national TV and it'll get fixed again. <laughs> well, we, we didn't need it last night because we, we, we were yeah, in Denver. No, that's true. Yeah, and we do have a national TV game coming up. Unfortunately, it's not here. It's in Germany. So that gives them how long until we have to, are we home the week after? No, there's a bye week is the week after Germany, right? Yeah, the bye week is the week after Germany. And then I'm I'm not sure when the next home game is. I'll have to look up the schedule. But as far as uh, national TV, um, yeah, it it may be a little while. So they'll they'll at least have time. But now the big question is, okay, so is the city going to step in again and fix it a second time? I, and, and at what point do you say, okay, we need to just go through all the way through this thing and just go through and check everything. I also wonder, we're probably not given a heads up um, before teams come here to do like B-roll for the national coverage, right? We probably have no clue when they're coming. Right, yeah, So how, or what they're gonna shoot for that matter. Or what they're gonna shoot. Because I almost think like, can we just turn the whole thing off? If we know, if, if we know that part of it's out and we know they're gonna be doing B-roll, can we just turn the whole side off? So it looks like it's supposed to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe. Right. Yeah. Just have them do it during <laughs> daylight hours, but then it's not going to be as cool for them to shoot either. It looks like the next national TV game is going to be against the Eagles uh, on November 20th. That's a Sunday nighter. Oh, that'll be a big one. So that's, that's the brothers. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It. That's right. Uh, yeah. Rematch of the Super Bowl from last year. So we've got uh, three weeks. Okay. So the fifth were in Germany. 12th is the bye week. Yep. We don't play on the 19th? No, that that's uh, it'd be the 20th. So that's Oh, Monday. Yeah, okay. The, uh, uh, oh, that, yeah, that is Monday. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, that's Monday night football. That's going to be a long that's going to feel like a long 2 weeks in mm. between games, but yeah. okay. All right. Um the internet stinks. I don't like the internet. The internet lies. What did it do so, today? This right? What did it do in the last 5 minutes? Um so this morning I got excited because there was an ad on my Facebook feed from Netflix that said season two of the Queen's Gambit is coming. And I thought, oh my gosh, how did we miss this announcement that they're going to do a season two? And we got all excited. And John realized we both had watched it at some point. I watched it height of shutdown of in the pandemic. Yeah, I think we were there within like a week or two of it dropping because everybody was talking about it. It was like the next Tiger King that just everybody involved was going nuts over. And you kind of wonder, like, why wasn't there a season two? Why? Because it was just so incredibly popular and so well done, just fast and ju- just really good. Well, so I just Google newsed it and and looked and poked around, and now I think whatever ad I saw is a lie. It's a fake. Yeah, it was, and it's funny that you saw it on Facebook because apparently that's where this happened. That somebody put up a post on Facebook's Netflix page with you know with that ad saying oh yeah season 2 of the queen's gambit is coming soon 
and it was a total fake. Uh, they they even talked to the director, they being chess.com. Go figure, they'd be all over this story. Uh, and they talked, to the, news. They, they talked to the director of season one, which will be the only season. And he said, look, I hate disappointing anybody. Uh, I hate saying no to anybody. But we are terrified. I'll read you the quote exactly. He said, I'm so sorry. I hate to disappoint anyone. But but no, I feel like we told the story we wanted to tell. And I worry. And then he paused and said, let me put it differently. I'm terrified that if we try to tell more, we would ruin the story that we already told. And, you know, I I have to, even as much as I would love to see it happen because I thought The Queen's Gambit was so fantastic, I have to admire that kind of dedication to the story of, you know, being scared that you don't want to do a season two and blow it. Um, that's That's integrity to me. I like that answer. Okay, fine. <laughs> you say integrity. I, I say... Figure it out. I, 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 you're right. I respect that. And if they really think they can't do a second season yeah, of anything that would match the first season, and if you think it would just be a flop, okay, fine. You know what would be interesting is if they did something along the lines of what American Horror Story does and find find a different venue, you know, away from the world of chess to tell mm-hmm. a different story in that same kind of vein. You know, okay. uh, another child prodigy kind of story or something like that. But, you know, that's that's the other interesting thing. Have you followed much of her career, Anya Taylor-Joy, who was the star? Um, only a little bit since then because she just has a unique look and you just wonder what does she do after that. And she was such a rev- – I mean, she was brilliant in that. Mm-hmm. For somebody who was an unknown actress before that happened, I've seen her face pop up a couple times, but not anywhere near what I would have expected. She was in Split. That yes. came out a few years ago. Right, that was and one of them. She was in the new Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. And aside from uh-huh. that, it's like, uh, you know, it, it, it's almost like she got forgotten about, which is sad. Not that, I mean, those were two pretty big movies. So uh, I'm sure she's fine. But I thought we would see a ton of her. And maybe that was her decision that she just didn't want that. Well, but just such an intense look. Yeah. So, you know, just such a unique, powerful facial expression. And she's probably young. I mean, I assume she's early 20s, early to mid 20s, probably. Yes. So, so no Queen's Gambit season two. Darn it. Got my hopes up for the last few hours. All right. Uh, that does it for us. We'll turn this over to Dana Parks. Join you on Halloween tomorrow on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.